A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. When I was discerning to enter the Society of Jesus, there was an attitude or a belief that I was holding on to that I only named once out loud to someone. That is that I thought and I believed at that time that the only way to live the most holy possible life was as a single or celibate man. I didn't believe that equal degree of holiness was possible in a married life. And I mention this because although you wouldn't have heard this if you're listening to a recording, the second reading from the Sunday, from that Sunday or this particular Sunday, is about how Paul says that it's better for people to remain single so that they, they can be totally focused upon the things of the Lord. Whereas when you are married, you have to be focused on things that have to do with your spouse. And that might lead someone to think that it's not possible to be as holy and married life as it is in single life. But that is not true. The documents of Vatican II affirm this. There is a universal call to holiness. But I had this wrongful attitude or belief as I was discerning, and I carried it with me when I entered the Society of Jesus. And I didn't realize at the time how much of a problem or how problematic that attitude was. But one day, it came to a head. I went to dinner one evening in my Jesuit community, and one of my brothers had invited over a couple, this young married couple. And during the dinner, as I'm listening to them and speaking with them and sharing in conversation, I came to know them as a very lovely, beautiful, and holy couple. They really seemed to have a wonderful relationship with each other and with God. And at that time, what aggravated all of this is that I myself was struggling with loneliness. I was feeling the sacrifice of having a spouse or another person at that time. And so seeing them seemingly more holy than where I was, and seemingly without making the sacrifices that I have made, spun me into a world of difficulty interiorly. And it brought to a head this attitude that I had been holding for a long time that somehow a holier life is only possible within the commitment that I had made. I'm grateful for that couple that helped to bring that to light. That attitude that I held interiorly, I think it's just like the demon that we hear about in the, or the unclean spirit this man has in the synagogue. For years, perhaps, he had been going to synagogue with this unclean spirit within him. And I imagine that he was not disruptive every single time. He only really seems to shout, or it only seems to voice itself 
when this encounter with Christ happens, maybe this holiness that I encounter in this couple. And just like in that encounter with Christ, where the Spirit resists him, so too when I later took to prayer this attitude I was holding interiorly, did it resist the presence of Christ. Because when I took it to prayer, I knew, I knew going into prayer, that part of what Christ was going to tell me is that I need to let go of this attitude that helps me think I'm better than other people. I knew he was going to do that. So I could have spoken interiorly with the same words that you hear in the gospel reading. What have you to do with us? I know who you are, Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? Absolutely he had. Absolutely he had. And so when I finally stopped and I allowed myself to spend some time in prayer and God brought to light this attitude, he very gently and very easily cast it out. He very gently and very easily cast it out. And I want to point something out that isn't clear in the gospel reading, perhaps at a first hearing, because it sounds like there's some violence in this process. The spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. It's the spirit that gives out the loud cry. It's the spirit that experiences this convulsing. And I firmly think this because in the Gospel of Luke, the very same story, when told by Luke, includes the line, just to be very clear, that no harm befell the man. So when Christ, for whom none of these difficulties present difficulties, like this wrongful attitude that I was holding, he easily casts it out. And what we find on the other side is a whole new life that we wouldn't have even imagined before. Because once I let go of this attitude of needing to be somehow better or holier than someone else, or thinking that I'm on a better track, the next time that I encounter that same couple in that same house, and they were an equally wonderful a space, I simply was able to enjoy their presence and their company. And there was no struggle that rose up around it. I was actually able to not only be with them in their love, but it helped me to love more deeply and more freely. And I mean, let's be honest, since becoming a priest, it's become very clear to me that if you want to be a saint, get married and remain married. Because woo, you are Christ for each other and you will reveal yourselves to each other. Marriage is a beautiful and challenging vocation. So my encouragement today, as we hear this gospel reading where Jesus encounters this man with this unclean spirit, is to reflect upon how in your own life, you may be holding on to some attitudes or beliefs that you think are helpful, but actually are not. And the way that you can recognize them is that they are these things that you feel a little conflicted about valuing. Another example from my own life would be perfectionism. I know that my perfectionism can really undermine my sense of peace, but I have a lot of difficulty letting go of it because I'm attached to the excellence and the results it helps me to produce. So what are some of these attitudes that you might have that might feel like they're needed and necessary for you, but actually they're not only not bringing you more life, they're keeping you from being able to share and give more life to others. My encouragement is to reflect upon that. And whatever comes to mind, bring it to Christ. Allow him to approach it. Allow him to reach out. 
and to touch you with his authority, just as he did the man in today's gospel.